This episode contains violent and disturbing imagery. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Walking to Wizard's Path, an exploration of the Western occult tradition via meditation. I'm your host, Brad Sung. Episode 18, I Unbind a Spirit. There was a period after I started gaining my magical skills, where I was given assignments or tasks to do. These weren't tests, though I was likely being assessed. They were not based on my desires. They were decided for me by what I called the higher-ups, or the celestial hierarchy. This would happen in a vision, or what I would call the middle state. It was not the astral. It was not a dream. I had full access to my will, my power, memory, and imagination. In short, I had access to my full consciousness in my non-waking state. I also had access to parts of my consciousness that my waking state did not have access to. If the need arose, I had knowledge of how these realms operated and how to use that knowledge to my advantage. Such knowledge would be innate and instinctive. I would show up in a situation and would have to figure out what to do. I appeared in a contemporary temple. There were two practitioners in matching robes, a man and a woman. I got a sense they practiced some sort of earth-based religion and were likely the ones that called for help. Whatever this job was, it was outside their skill set. They both had anxious expressions on their faces and were pointing to an area in back. The first thing I noticed was the stench. It smelled of piss and shit. I had to overcome the urge to puke. I was in some kind of back room, the kind you'd find in a club, painted black. There was an entity that was chained to the wall. It resembled a cherub, but there was nothing angelic about its countenance. It was cherubic in the sense that it was dwarf-sized and had alabaster skin. It was smeared in feces, urine, and had ejaculation all over it. There was also a lot of blood. This was done by a group of people over many, many years. My job was to unbind this spirit with my bare hands. I took a breath in and began my work. I started removing the barbs. This caused the creature pain. As it struggled, the barbs moved, which caused me to get slashed. The creature also started attacking me. It was like trying to release a wounded animal from a hunter's trap. I was being enmeshed in the barbs. Eventually, I released it from its binds. I immediately awoke completely exhausted in my bed. I felt the need to take a shower, then to get some actual sleep. The only reassuring thought I could manage was, well, that was not the worst thing I've ever experienced. No, I've experienced worse. I say this without pride. It is a statement of dry fact. No notion of goodness or righteousness overcame me. No feelings of transcendence or spiritual breakthrough. No one in their right minds would seek out this work. There was a job that needed to get done, and someone needed to do it. It was an act of necessity. Remember that word. It's an important word. It's a word that seems to be absent from the vocabulary of many magic users. The universe uses whatever tools are available to it. I was available. When I look back at that experience, I could not figure out the magical motives behind binding and torturing such an entity. This sad creature had no power. It could do nothing useful for any magic user. Perhaps whomever caught this entity was trying to catch something far more powerful, and this is the best they could do. I suspected whoever perpetuated these acts were long gone from this plane. The folks I encountered initially likely were not connected to these acts. I noticed the recounting of strong visions often creates an echo or a resonance. This time was no different. After I wrote this down, I went to bed 
and was given a bookend of sorts to this vision. I am walking a realm that is featureless, except for a mist that rises about five feet from the ground. In this endless realm of mist, I saw large geometric objects, several feet in diameter. They resembled the elemental platonic solids. They were strewn about the place as if they were old furniture on collection day. Whatever they are, they were inert in this realm. I saw a very tall figure wrapped in a cloak. He was tall, very tall, about ten feet, bald of alabaster skin. He was statue-like and emotionless. He took no notice of me and strode past. I suspected he was not of this realm, but came from a realm above and was heading into the waking world below. I do not think this story is over yet. Upon waking, I recognized he was the same complexion as the entity I released. What is on your magical resume? That is the focus of today's meditation. I want you to find someplace quiet where you will be left alone for 20 minutes. Do not meditate at your desk, where you watch TV, play video games, or do any other task. Pick a spot that is only used for this practice, and do not meditate while driving. Close your eyes. Make sure your spine is straight, and place your hands on your thighs with your palms up. Take a breath in, then exhale. Bring your awareness to your physical body. Notice any discomfort, tightness, or aches. If there are any, acknowledge them. Place your mind in that spot. Take a breath. Then exhale. Allow the body to be still. If any thoughts arise, observe them and allow them to pass. If any memories arise, also observe them and allow them to pass. You're at the Office of Magic, which looks like every other office you've ever been to. The receptionist addresses you. We got your magical resume. It's a little thin. Please meet the magical skills specialist. You are directed to a skill assessment desk. There is a very, very tall hooded monk behind the desk. He is reading your resume silently. Seated by him is a junior monk with an iPad. He is doing the same. The junior monk asks, please list your current magical skills, and you tell them. And you've been practicing each skill for how many years? And you tell them this as well. Take the skill set you are the most experienced with. On a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being I read it on Wikipedia, 10 being complete mastery, how do you grade yourself with this skill? And you tell them. The tall monk looks at you as if you were made of glass. The junior monk looks concerned. 
The tall monk opens his mouth and says a single word. That word causes the entire room to quake. What is that word? Folks are picking up paperwork that flew in the air when the tall monk spoke. You are directed to the Director of Necessity. You meet the Director of Necessity, an even more severe-looking individual. He is pale with long jet-black hair and appears to have been bodybuilding his entire life. On his desk, there are two mail baskets labeled Incoming Sacrifices and Outgoing Blessings. You have a to-do list. There is something uncomfortable on that to-do list. How long do you wait until you get that thing done? Speak truthfully. You tell him. Do you use other responsibilities, ones you are more comfortable executing, as an excuse not to do the thing you need to do? Speak only the truth. You tell him. On a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being not very much, 10 being pathologically opposed, how would you rate your avoidance of responsibility? Speak without exaggeration. You tell him. The director of necessity looks into your soul. Then the phone rings. He informs you. Lunch is coming. His assistant arrives. This assessment comes with free lunch. She hands you a brown paper bag. You open the bag. What's for lunch? You've had lunch, and you are directed to your last appointment. The fellow at the desk wears a very stylish laser and has the head of a kind of bird with a thin beak that curves downward. He is examining your resume. Where do you see your magical career in ten years? You ponder this for a moment and tell him. On a scale of one to ten, one being crippling self-doubt, Ten being, your word is magical law. Do you honestly see that happening? You ponder this and tell him. Given your current skill set and your necessity assessment, I'm going to give you some career recommendations. You listen to the bird-headed man's career advice. Take a breath in, then exhale. <sighs> Write down all that you've experienced. Date it with episode number and title. Write it down, even if you don't understand it. As you spend the rest of the week, I want you to consider what was presented to you. Are there magical skills you need to add to your repertoire? I hope you receive benefit from this work. If it speaks to you, I hope you will stick around. Follow us on Twitter, 
sign up to Patreon, like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast, leave a thoughtful review. These actions help others to find a podcast. And as always, thank you for your support.